afternoon, good evening, good morning. Welcome to the Conscious Consultant Hour Awakening Humanity. I am very, very pleased that you are all here with me today. Ah, one of these special shows, still waiting for my guest to show up. Hopefully she'll be here today. I'm sure she will. Um, it's uh, been a rather challenging week. Um, for those of you who don't realize, I do have relatives in Israel. I am Jewish, and um, uh, I've, I have family in Jerusalem. I have friends in Tel Aviv and other places, and uh, everything that's going on in that part of the world is extremely upsetting. And you know, I've, I've been through problems in the Middle East over the years for a long time, um, but somehow uh, maybe I'm different or the situation is different, but this feels um, much more unnerving than in the past. However, we will uh, get started with our show and uh, hopefully our guest will join us today. And as usual, I will start off with a section of our book, Everyday Awakening. I'm getting down. I think I only have like uh, maybe one or two more sections after this. Um so uh, I'm still waiting to hear from my list, loyal listeners. What would you like to hear? What what uh, should I be doing uh, instead of once I finish all my uh, all the um, sections of my book? Well, how should I kick off my show afterwards? What should I do then? Let me know. You can always email me at sam at the conscious consultant and. Uh, you know, if I get some good suggestions, I just might take it. I might follow those. Okay. So today's section from my book is entitled, this is a kind of a long one today, The Richness of Life is Found in the Present Moment. Distraction is all around us. Our phones, our computers, and our lives all vie for your our attention the amazing technology that brings us together makes it harder to have time for ourselves and just sit and stare out the window to just breathe and relax to be at peace in the present moment there is more connection which means there are more people pulling on our attention. Our friends, relatives, co-workers, and bosses are trying to get to us. They all want something from us. Or perhaps it is our clients or the vendors with whom we work. Instant access means people are expecting us to respond immediately. The stress of daily life keeps increasing. Say that again. We are constantly pulled somewhere where we are not. So we miss out on the richness that is the present. All of life is lived here where we are and in the present moment. Yet our minds habitually take us out of it or far away with our worry and our anxiety. What will they think about me? Will I get the contract? Will he call me back? Will this work out? With all these thoughts running around in our heads, how do we stay present? How do we feel what is going on in our body? How do we find space to connect with our soul? Taking time for ourselves is essential, not optional, just as breathing is not optional. We need time to feel our feelings. We need time to process all that is going on around us. We need to take a moment to just sit back and let it all flow. When we are present, 
We are not holding on to the past and we are not worrying about the future. When we are present, we are enjoying the full texture of life, the smell of the coffee, the sound of the wind, the taste of our food, the light of the sun. Breathe. Just take a moment and breathe. You don't have to answer the phone this minute. You don't have to respond immediately to every message. You don't have to distract yourself by going online. Take the time to be offline. Take the time to be with yourself. What are you feeling? What is the sensation in your body? Connecting to ourselves brings us into the present moment. It may take some practice. That's okay. Practice it. Be with it. The benefits of being present are beyond the relief of being distracted. Sit. Breathe. Repeat. So how does that feel? So uh, this section of my book I wrote uh, a while ago, and it was really, I think, just seeing how much, <laughs> again, there's the pot calling that kettle black, but, but just seeing how much we're distracted in our lives, how much our phones take us out of the present moment. I mean, my wife uh, points it out to me all the time that I'm on my phone way too much. Um, and really, just the more and more I see of it, and, and the more I hear of other people talking about it, it's really an epidemic of distraction. So much in life is designed to just pull us out of the present and worry about the future or the past. And it robs us. It robs us of the joy and, and the experience. It's not always joyful. It's not, not been a very joyful week. But it robs us of the, the experience of human life, of what it means to live in the present moment. And it, it, I think ever since the pandemic, it's even gotten worse. I mean, I wrote this section from my book probably five years ago, probably six years ago even. And I just remember I was in a restaurant with my wife one time, and there was this young couple uh, sitting at a table kind of across from us, and they were both on their phones. They weren't even looking at each other. They were both texting on their phones. And my wife made the comment about, they're not even talking to each other. They're not even with each other. Why are they even here? And I find that so true for so much of life these days. You, you, at least here in New York City, you get on the subway, People don't look at you anymore. Everyone's buried in their phone. Occasionally, it warms my heart. I see someone reading a book or a newspaper. Um, it's nice to know that people still read, but you, you don't just see people sitting, looking around, being present to what's going on in the subway car. And I, again, I'm guilty of this. I do this too. I endeavor to, to take some time to be present. I like to look around and watch people. I remember one time I, I was coming back to the Bronx late at night uh, when I used to live up in the Bronx when I was younger. And sitting across from me, these, these four men get on the subway and they were... I don't know if they were construction workers or some kind of blue collar workers. Maybe they worked for the phone company or Con Edison, something like that. It's one white guy, one black guy, one Hispanic guy, one Asian guy. 
And I just looked at them. And I was like, this is so beautiful. Like, this is such the epitome of New York City. Like, it's such a melting pot of all cultures and everyone's together and they work together. And you could tell the way they were sitting together with each other. They weren't even talking with each other. They're kind of tired. It was late at night. But you could tell that they're probably friends. And if I had been distracted on a phone or doing something else, I would have missed that scene, that moment. And it's such a precious memory for me. Because for me, it really showed the spirit of New York. It really showed um, what the city is all about. And if I had missed it, I wouldn't have the story to tell you today. So, you know, the section of the book, the richness of life is found in the present moment. Those are the present moments. Now, look, the present moment is not always a nice place to be. You know, since since the the, the attack on Israel and, and having family and friends there, it's been upsetting to me, probably more so than any other attack in the past. I don't know why. It could just be me or where I'm at. But it's uncomfortable sometimes to be in that unpleasant place. But that's how we know we're alive. Those feelings that come up, that the uncomfortableness it's it's designed to teach us something to tell us something that that there's something needs to change and here's the real paradox i mean the, the agonizing present moment that we want to distract ourselves from because we're in pain or depression or anxiety or 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 pick your symptom the more we distract ourselves from that uncomfortable feeling, the more we're distracted from the wonderful, joyful, ecstatic experiences that we experience. So it's, it's, it's kind of a catch-22. If we're going to practice being in the present moment, then we have to be in the present moment for all of it, for all of life, not just for for the good stuff. So is it easy? Of course not. Does it take a lifetime of practice? More than likely. Is it worth it? A hundred percent. I'm more present, more awake, more aware in my life today than I have been ever before <laughs> okay it took me 60 years to get here i'm okay with that would i go back to being asleep mm, nah i mean there are moments when i like oh, why am i doing this why am i so aware but ultimately no to be present to get the juice out of life it's worth it it's worth it it's worth it to face the pain. It's worth, worth it to face the agony, to practice being in the present moment so that when those amazing, joyful moments, like I remember the, the summer when I was in Colorado, just being able to be present to the mountains and the trees and the beauty of nature, oh, I felt so good, so good. And that's life. It's filled with both. We've got to take the good with the bad. It all it all comes as one package. It's not it's not one or the other. So that's my section of my book. The richness of life is found in the present moment. And of course, my book is Everyday Awakening. You can find at www.everydayawakeningbook.com. And that'll just take you to the Amazon listing. But as I always like to encourage my loyal listeners, go to your local independent bookstore. If they don't have it in stock, ask them to order it for you. We're major distributors, so any bookstore can get it. Um, and you know me, I like supporting small business. I believe small business is so much more important than big businesses. But anyway, so that's it. Um, 
So in a moment, um, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, um, yay, my guest is here. I will introduce you all to my wonderful guest and her smiling face. And we will be right back. You're listening to The Conscious Consultant Awakening Humanity. We do this every Thursday, 12 noon to 1 p.m. Eastern Time, right here on talkradio.nyc. And of course, all over, of course, all over social media, YouTube and Facebook and Twitter and LinkedIn and Twitch TV. And we'll be right back in just a moment. Are you a business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy. And I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Are you a high-achieving, growth-oriented leader? Are you interested in developing your authentic leadership while creating a healthy, inclusive workplace? Hi, I'm Dr. Mara Brathu, host of The Hard Skills on talkradio.nyc at 1 p.m. Eastern on Fridays, where we discuss how leaders develop the hard skills needed to make a greater impact. We interview experts, have live coaching, and tackle these challenges. Listen to The Hard Skills on Fridays at 1 p.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. What really drives success in business? Introducing Intangify, the show that explores the intangible assets that create value and growth. I'm Matthew Asbell, your host and an attorney focused on innovation. Join me Fridays at noon Eastern to discover how innovation, culture, and other intangibles shape driving companies from startups to established businesses. We'll share strategies to unleash your business's true potential. Tune in live on talkradio.nyc Fridays at noon Eastern and Intangify your business today. Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. Welcome back to the Conscious Consultant Hour Awakening Humanity. And it is my pleasure to welcome to the show certified breathwork facilitator. See, we're going to be talking about breath today. Celebrity and intuitive stylist, speaker, and transformation expert, Allie Levine. Allie helps her client, helps take her clients from their breakdowns to their breakthroughs, embodying all that they are through in their soul's purpose using her signature methodology, the Ali method, awaken the light in you. I love that. Ali helps people shift to higher states of consciousness through the breath, exercises, meditations, and coaching. Ali's hold space, Ali holds space and facilitates shifting your awareness and your and your own healing. Ali is also the founder of the app Breathe and Be which takes you to awakening and allowing yourself to come home to yourself at a soul level. Also, as an intuitive stylist, Allie helps her clients breathe through their closet and tap into the design of their soul. Allie recently walked away from Hollywood at the height of her career to support conscious women and those on their spiritual journey that she feels connected to the most. Ali believes that styling has less to do with pretty clothes and more to do with embodying our soul's purpose. The tools that Ali uses include breathwork, color education, visualization, mood boarding, um, and more. Welcome to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Ali. Thank you so much for that introduction, Sam. I'm so excited to be here. It's a pleasure to have you. A pleasure to have you. Um, uh, so I'm curious uh, about how you sort of got into this whole breathwork thing, especially you were such a, a famous and popular Hollywood stylist, like what um, took you out of that world and, and kind of made you kind of shift your road into this, this world of, of, of sort of consciousness and, and awareness and, and the like? 
Yeah, absolutely. Well, I was listening to you before I came on officially and I loved what you were sharing from your book and how, you know, you spoke to how when we're asleep and we're not aware of what's going on and we choose not to feel pain and we choose not to essentially allow the dualities of life, we just kind of stay asleep and find ways to distract ourselves. And I was listening and I was reflecting, just sitting here and was like, wow, this is hitting me so hard. Even though I've known this about myself for so many years and why I'm here on this journey, it was like another moment of reflection, right? There's always layers and layers of peeling back the onion. And so to answer your question, you know, my grandmother passed away in 2013. She was my very best friend physically on this earth. She's now, of course, my angel on the other side and very much with me. But when I lost her, instead of choosing to feel that deep, horrible, horrible pain, I chose to distract myself and just say, what can I focus on that I'm good at? And I can just go all in. And that was styling. I was already doing really well in my career, but I wasn't as focused because I was more into, you know, family and other things present in life. And I decided to just put my head down. And I don't know if it was honestly a conscious or unconscious decision, but I just said, I don't want to deal. I don't want to feel, I just want to do. And I did. And like you said, I reached, you know, the height of my career all while numbing myself out, being in, you know, the Hollywood toxicity of all of that between clients, late nights, you know, some dabbling in things I probably shouldn't have dabbled in, needless to say, (laughs) and just distracting myself. You know, when you were speaking to that distraction, you know, like on my phone with my clients, not being present with my husband, leaving until, you know, midnight to be at an event when I should be home with him, you know, just not choosing to show up anywhere else because I just didn't want to deal with reality. I wanted to do something I knew that I was good at, something that did bring, you know, me joy. And I could keep looking at the next, what's the next milestone? Okay they got the red carpet. Now let's get them on the you know cover of Vogue. I can go for that. And it was like these milestones for me that were tangible that I could reach and knew I could and could keep pushing myself this next dopamine hit, yeah. you know? And so it really wasn't until I'd say there were two big pivotal moments and shifts in my life that really brought it crashing down for me. One, I have to laugh because I'm always like, you know, God, the universe has humorous plans. I feel a lot of times for us, right? It's like- yes, absolutely you see something and we're like, oh, it's going to be that. And then it's like, it's not that at all. So for me, I, you know, I had been styling for, you know, all these different major celebrities and networks. Bravo came to me and said, Hey, we're doing this show called stripped and it's going to have uh, basically this docu reality series of having everything taken away from you for 21 days. And what does your life look like after that? Now, Sam, me in the, you know, ego and asleep of Ali, it was like, oh yeah, bravo. And doing this show. And I've, you know, been around these networks. It'll be so much fun. And, you know, my husband signs up with me because, you know, God bless him. He supports me. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, we jump in and I swear it was like the minute this show camera lights went on, I thought it was going to be so like dopamine hit, so uplifting. And it was the opposite. It was like the shadow work just hit immediately. Like, wait, who is Allie without all the glam? Who is Allie? You know, because they take away everything, by the way, just to kind of paint a picture for your audience. If they don't know the show, they think about kind of like naked and afraid, but in your home. Mm. (laughs) They take everything from you so you can literally be stripped and vulnerable and recognize what that feels like. And I recognize like, wow, this clothing, this makeup, this glam, this lifestyle has been like armor for me that I have not actually noticed has been protecting me and now it's all gone. And, and where's my protection? I'm now in my shadows. They're asking me a million questions about my life, why I'm not this, why I haven't done that. And it's just all hitting me at once. So that was the first moment of like the beginning of my awakening, even though I didn't really know I was awakening. Right. So then fast forward after the show, I felt a lot of reflection and like I had learned a lot. And part of the questions that came up during that was how come, you know, you haven't chosen to start a family yet? How come, you know, your husband's been basically waiting for you to, you know, say, hey, we're ready for this next step. And you just keep saying not yet, not yet, not yet. So, of course, you know. The drama of Hollywood, they love the fact that they could get us to have these very you know, intense conversations. But it was very real for me. It made me really reflect of like, 
why have I not, you know, what, what is that fear? What is going on? And it was two pieces. It was one, I had no idea who the hell I was at that point. I had lost myself. I was so buried in, you know, my own darkness and grief and everything I hadn't felt and had shoved down for so many years that I had convinced myself was gone, but was not gone. And then the fact that I just didn't think I'd be a good mom. I felt like, you know, I can't even handle this. How am I going to show up and Mm. actually be a mother to a child and and a good mother at that? You know, and my husband, I knew was going to be like, so doting and nurturing and all these things. And I was like, yeah, I didn't even know I was going to get married. So like, hold the phone, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You, you know, it's a much bigger decision than I think a lot of people realize. And a lot of people think, oh, I want to have a kid. I want to have a kid. But then it's like they get the kid and it's huge responsibility and it's 24 seven and it's a lifetime. It's not just for 18 years. Right. And they're teaching you every minute too, right? Like now yeah. I were to have three little ones and I'm like, wow, they are like their own unique souls. They each teach me like every single day. And I'm grateful that I'm awakened because I can receive it so much deeper and process it and, you know, understand how to support them as much as I humanly can in their own, you know, soul journeys. But I think about if I had maybe just jumped in and said unconsciously, yeah, I'm just going to do it. I probably wouldn't be able to show up the way I do with them now. So I know it's, it was all divine timing, but in that moment of that show, it was really a reflection period for me of like, Oh, you know, why haven't I chosen to take a step forward? And then fast forward. um, I did get pregnant shortly after being on the show. I think it was a big shift in me that made me realize like you are hiding from life. It's time to face life head on and move into this next journey of you. And we got pregnant and I decided I want to have a water birth. You know, I want to, I'm very spiritually connected. I want to have a water birth. I want to have a natural birth. And uh, long story short, it did not work out that way. (laughs) (laughs) And after 30 hours, I was transferred to the hospital. And after 42 hours, I had a C-section that brought up so much trauma. And in that trauma unearthed, so much of the grief that I spoke to that I wasn't dealing with. And basically years and years of hiding everything I didn't want to feel all came up for me to feel all at once while having a brand new baby. And it was so dark and intense to say the least. And I, it led me to my postpartum depression and anxiety journey for over a year. Wow. Wow. Yeah. The, there's that old expression, uh, we plan and God laughs, right? It's yeah. like, we we think we know what we're doing and then life just takes us in a whole different direction and, and beyond anything we could imagine. And uh, I, I can only imagine, you know, what it's like 30 hours of labor, God bless and 40, 40 something hours of labor. And, and it's, it, but, but isn't it funny how sometimes that's exactly what it takes in life? It takes some kind of extreme experience to, to kind of like slap us awake and, and, and for us to kind of all of a sudden be present to what's really going on underneath the surface. What have we been suppressing all this time? And then it comes out and it's because we've been suppressing it so long, it comes out like a waterfall and and it just sometimes doesn't even feel like it's ever going to stop. Yeah, yeah, totally, totally. It, and it's so funny, because, you know, I've just been reading these little sections from my book in in order, but somehow they always seem so apropos. So for Perfect. When you were when you were reading, and I was sitting here, I was like, wow, another reflection moment of like, where I am now, and where I was. And when you were speaking to those distractions, especially nowadays, it is we're all so distracted by design. So we don't actually feel and then we can't heal, we can't process right. and awaken. So it's so fascinating. But yeah, I mean, you're right. It's sometimes those huge catalyst moments is what's needed or a massive traumatic event to bring us to that actual awakening of like, hey, snap out of it. This is what's actually going on. Don't be so asleep. And that was me. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I do see loyal listeners, Patty and William on the Facebook Live. Thanks for tuning in today. Great to see you again, William. It's been a little bit. Um, he says hindsight is 2020 when we remember when it all started. That's absolutely, William. Absolutely. All right, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, um, let's talk about, you know, uh, uh, from that awakening moment, like how then you shifted like your career and shifted your focus about what you were doing and, and what that transition was like for you. Okay. Absolutely. Wonderful. So everyone, please stay tuned. You're listening to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. My guest this hour is Ali Levine, and we will be right back in just a moment. 
Are you passionate about the conversation around racism? Hi, I'm Reverend Dr. TLC, host of the Dismantle Racism Show, which airs every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Join me and my amazing guest. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. Whether your pursuit involves a bachelor's, master's, or doctoral degree, GCU's learning environments are designed for supportive networking and collaboration. With over 330 academic programs, GCU provides a path to help you fulfill your dreams. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Find your purpose at GCU. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu as we discuss ways to uncover, dismantle, and eradicate racism. That's Thursdays at 11 o'clock a.m. on talkradio.nyc. In a post-COVID world, you may have many unanswered questions regarding your health. Are you looking to live a healthier lifestyle? Do you have a desire to learn more about mental health and enhance your quality of life? Or do you just want to participate in self-understanding and awareness? I'm Frank R. Harrison, host of Frank About Health, and each Thursday, I will tackle these questions and work to enlighten you. Tune in every Thursday at 5 p.m. on talkradio.nyc, and I will be Frank About Health to advocate for all of us. Hey, everybody. It's Tommy D, the nonprofit sector connector, coming at you from my attic. Each week here on talkradio.nyc, I host a program, Philanthropy in Focus. Nonprofits impact us each and every day, and it's my focus to help them amplify their message and tell their story. Listen each week at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time until 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Welcome back. So, so Ali, you, you had this experience, you know, uh, having to, to go through labor for so long and then a cesarean section and postpartum depression. W- what happened after that? How did you cope with that pain and, and that thing? And postpartum depression, it's so, so common these days. It is. Yeah, it really is. And, you know, to be honest, at first, I didn't, I just felt like I was mourning the death of myself. I remember turning to my husband in bed and actually saying that because I had no idea what was happening, what was going on. But I guess now, like how we say hindsight's 2020, recognizing like, actually, that's exactly what was happening. I was mourning the death of my old self, of the ego self, of the asleep self, right? And there was an awakening happening and this real metamorphosis of who I was and where I was going. And Once I finally, I think, said those words out loud and started actually recognizing what was happening versus just suppressing it and just staying in bed and, you know, just being a victim really to what my circumstances felt like, I started reaching out, you know, for help and luckily had people around me who would support me in a more holistic spiritual level, because of course everyone chooses different paths, but Mm -hmm. I had been offered, you know, um, by, you know, pharmaceuticals to take something for it. And honestly, Sam, something in my soul just said, no, you can't do that. You you can't find a quick fix. You can't, because I had done that with the grief. I had gotten on a bunch of medication. I'd done all these things to numb myself out and my body and my soul was saying no, even though my mind was like, oh yeah, that'd be easy to do. And so once that happened and I recognized that I started looking for holistic help and I found a therapist who was much more aligned in that space. And she said, it's time to get still, it's time to get present. And I was like, I don't know how to do that. (laughs) (laughs) She was like, well, I'm going to help you. And I was like, good luck. I can sit through a meditation maybe for two minutes. And she goes, well, great. Thank you for sharing that. That's exactly where we're going to start. You're going to meditate every day for 10 minutes. And I was like, that sounds impossible. <laughs> so fast forward, you know, she had me meditating every day with a few deep breaths, not really breath work, but just a few deep breaths, meditation, journaling, whatever was coming up, a few simple affirmations. And that was really it. And to be honest, every day in my journal, I wrote, I hate meditating. It doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> for months this does not work she makes me 
every day and it doesn't work. And I would read them to her and she'd be like, okay. And then finally, you know, slowly were little shifts of like, I think I maybe feel less cloudy today, or I think the fog lifted a little bit. And it was like these little shifts, but then it was, I hear the birds singing. The sun is shining, like these simple things that like happen in life all the time. Right. But like, wow, I noticed that color outside today. It was so vibrant. And it's like, okay, something, something is happening, whether you recognize it or not. And so that is really where it began. And once you start to see that, then we kind of amped up all the different, you know, modalities that I was using. And honestly, you know, it took about a year and a half for me to find the light at the end of a dark tunnel, to find a new version of me, to step into the new alley, the alley 2.0, as I like to say, (laughs) the next version of me. And it was like, oh, okay, I'm awakened and I'm present and I'm actually like enjoying motherhood and I'm enjoying what I'm doing. And that was also a hard pill to swallow of, I'm not enjoying my career anymore. Like uh. this celebrity styling has to go because it's not aligned for me anymore. I, to be honest, I, when I was started feeling better, I started going back to set and I started trying to go back to those clients and those projects. And I would be sitting on set and I would just start crying out of nowhere. And at first I would just blame, you know, the postpartum depression. It was like, oh, it's because of what I'm going through, the victim mentality. But it kept happening. And luckily having the coach and guidance was like something else is going on. It's deeper. And once I started recognizing it was the fact I was trying to pull in the old when the new was already there and I was already moving through, it was like, no, you have to say goodbye to it all. You have to let it all fall away in order to step into new. And that was very scary and intimidating, obviously, at first. And you spoke to, you know, social media and distractions. And I have to tell you, one of the things she made me do was take three months off of social media. Ah, very good. Very good. But it also sounds like you relived your Bravo experience, but in a different way, right? You were being stripped of those external things that no longer served you. Yeah, absolutely. And to be honest, it wasn't until 2020 where breath work itself actually became a massive shift for me. I was pregnant with my second daughter. Obviously, the world was what it was then. Mm-hmm. And I was very fearful of everything going on. And I you know, was trying to just be intentional about being pregnant and being peaceful. I was home with my husband and my toddler at home. And here I am, you know, pregnant being told, I don't even know if my husband's going to be at my birth because of what's happening in the world. And it was like, whoa, what's going on? Like, I, I can't handle this right now. I finally got to a good space And now all my fears are rushing back up again. Mindset work has stopped working for me, Sam. The affirmations, the meditation, all of it stopped. And I was in complete spin out because I thought I did all this work. I've done so much healing. I've gotten to hear how is it I'm here two years later. And I honestly feel more dark than I did in the postpartum depression journey. And how is that even possible? Right. And so I started working with uh, some other facilitators who said, Hey, it's great. You've gotten to this point, but there is something deeper than mindset work. And it is somatic work. It is getting into the body and then bringing the mindset work back in. And I was so in surrender mode, thank God of like, just, I will do anything, please help me, you know? And uh, I thought, you know, that was a good thing. Cause I wouldn't, wasn't there before, obviously in the journey. And I started doing breath work and my first session, and of course I want to preference that this doesn't happen for everyone, but it did for me. My first session went from being this massive emotional breakdown to a beautiful harmonious breakthrough on every level. And I just remember after that session being like, wow, what just happened? And they were like, you connected to your breath. You got grounded and you allowed the body to actually release what was still holding And now you are clear and you feel free because you actually released it. You didn't just tell yourself you released it. It is actually gone from the body. And so I continued to do those sessions all through my pregnancy. And not only did I have a beautiful birth, my husband ended up being there at the last minute. They switched the rules. I had a a vaginal birth after a C-section, which I was told was impossible in the medical community. Oh, wow. Like, honestly, Sam, it was, I was, you can only say God did it. It was miracle on miracle in such a traumatic, intense time in my life. And it just showed me, wow, this was a soul transformation through the breath. And I have to now get certified in this work and bring this to others because I got into this, you know, styling space for not glam, just glam, but for transformation, helping people feel beautiful from their clothing. But this was on a soul level. And so that is how I became, you know, facilitator. Oh, wow. That's amazing. That's amazing. And yeah, I mean, it's, 
we, we tend to minimize how much doing our own deep inner work and how much healing can actually help in in very physical ways and very tangible ways and and sometimes we think oh it's just about being at peace on the inside but it actually helps us to be healthier in some ways it helps us to be stronger in some ways and yeah like <laughs> miracle of being able to release stress right like right improve our immune system, our gut health. Like you said, it, it has so many effects on regulating our nervous system, like all parts of us that change. And I think about like, wow, how even at the end, to be honest, of my birth, when I was, you know, laboring just because of the fear of everything going on in the world, she got stuck at the end. And mm-hmm. my, my doctor was like, okay, this continues you know what I'm going to say. And I was like, please give me a moment. I need to get grounded and centered. And at least I had the awareness to know I needed to do that. And I took my, you know, my ear pods and put them in my ear and I started listening to my fear releasing playlist and I started doing the breath work with it. And the only way I can just describe it, Sam, is that it was truly a out of body spiritual experience. Like God was there with me. My angels were there with me. I felt myself leave my body, even though I was very much there having my child. And next thing I knew she was there on my chest and I had taken her from heaven to earth. It was beautiful. Mm -hmm. Wonderful. 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 So, so when you had that experience and you made that transition, was your husband supportive? You know, were your friends like, what was it like making that transition? Were people shocked? Were they, were they? <laughs> yeah, my husband was, he's always been my number one fan and he's crazy as some of my ideas are. He always goes for them. God bless them. Uh, so I guess that's why he's my sole partner. Um, but I, I mean, to be honest, most of my family and friends are like, what, what are you talking about? What is this breath work you speak about this? You were never present. You didn't even like to meditate. Like it was quite okay. the shock for most people, to be honest. My clients couldn't believe I was turning them down. I wasn't taking them on as clients anymore, unless they were willing to do the deeper work of getting into their closet on a breath level. I mean, it was a big shift. And again, I had to allow so much more to fall away and leave me and kind of start over with a clean slate of people, of community, of clients. And that was scary, right? In the sense of like the 3D matrix, if you will, of like the finances, you know, what it looks like, what's happening but I had more faith. And I think because I had gotten so connected to my breath and gotten so into my practices, I finally came to a place of like, this fear isn't real. This is what I'm creating. And I have more faith and I have more trust. And I'm going to trust that the right people are going to show up and the right relationships and the right partnerships. And they have, and it's taken time to build. And I've lost a lot along the way, but I've also gained a lot more. Wonderful. 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 Um, before I ask you another question, let, let's just take the last break. So then we come back, we'll just, we'll continue through. Cause I do want to ask you about the app, how that came about. And, and when you work with clients, like what does that look like? And how is that different from the way you used to work with clients in the past? Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Wonderful. So everyone, please stay tuned. You're listening to the conscious consultant hour awakening humanity, and we'll be right back. We'll wrap it all up with my guest, Allie Levine, in just a moment. What really drives success in business? Introducing Intangify, the show that explores the intangible assets that create value and growth. I'm Matthew Aspel, your host and an attorney focused on innovation. Join me Fridays at noon Eastern to discover how innovation, culture, and other intangibles shape driving companies from startups to established businesses. We'll share strategies to unleash your business's true potential. Tune in live on talkradio.nyc Fridays at noon Eastern and intangify your business today. Hey everybody, it's Tommy D, the nonprofit sector connector coming at you from my attic. Each week here on talkradio.nyc, I host a program, Philanthropy in Focus. Nonprofits impact us each and every day, and it's my focus to help them amplify their message and tell their story. Listen each week at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time until 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on talkradio.nyc. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant, and on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. 
You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Okay, Ali. So how do you go from being a stylist and now you're a breath worker and now you've created an app? What's that about? Yeah, absolutely. So as I, you know, moved along in my journey, I started thinking about, you know, how could I have used more support in this space when everything was happening? And I love my facilitators, don't get me wrong. And I love the sessions and everything, but sometimes I didn't have the capacity the bandwidth, finances, whatever it may be, to constantly do session after session. And I was like, what can I do to support humanity, especially those who are on this awakening journey who want to connect to their breath? I wanted you to have Allie in your pocket. Really easy. Like you said, we're all on our phones. So I thought, okay, what's the next thing that makes sense? An app. And my app, you know, my intention was to create something to just have you come back to your being. That's why it's called Breathe and Be. And it's just the letter B because let's not overcomplicate this. I feel like breath work a lot of times can become very complicated, can become very intense. And I really want to break through that and say it does not have to be that way at all. And yes, those kind of suggestions are special in themselves and amazing, but we can also just connect in just a few minutes just by following certain exercises. And that's what my app is all about. So you have, you know, three minutes, five minutes, seven minutes, all with different intentions and exercises to guide you, as well as longer meditations and longer journeys, 20 minutes to an hour, if you choose that. But if you don't have the time for that, or you're not ready for that, then you can go and do these little exercises and still get grounded, still come home to yourself through the breath and hopefully de-plug from the matrix and step into your awakening journey. Awesome. Wonderful. Wonderful. Um, I'm curious with this big shift in your life and, and focusing on breath and sort of working with clients in a different way. Um, what, like, what surprises you about where you are today? What is it that like, when you wake up in the morning, you're like, Oh my God, I can't believe X, Y, or Z. Everything. <laughs> well, it gives the top three. Okay. Okay. I mean, one being someone who used to be so glam and so concerned about her look 24 mm. seven, like it shocks me sometimes how much I show up on social media and in posts, like completely no makeup, just raw and real and like absolutely nothing on. When I look back at old posts of me and it were over filtered and, you know, back then I was doing fillers and Botox and all the toxic things in my life, you know, no judgment, just where I was, you know, and right. It just, it surprises me so much of like, wow. And I, and it makes me honestly a little teary eyed, but like, I look at myself in the mirror and I'm like, you look so much happier now. You look so much more. Oh, you have so much real light to you. Now your, your, your light isn't dimmed. You know, I felt like so much of that armor was actually dimming my real light. Cause I was afraid to like be who I fully, you know, was meant to be. And so I think that's a, a big reflection on many days for me. Um, also, you know, having three little ones, right. I have a five-year-old, a three-year-old, a one-year-old. I can't believe I'm a mom of three. Wow. <laughs> I love it. It's literally my best chapter of my life yet, but I almost didn't want that. Like I told myself over and over again, I didn't want that. I wouldn't be good at it and I shouldn't do it. And I look at my life and, and my family now, and I'm like, oh my God, I literally can't imagine life without them. And they teach me like every day how to be more and more authentic me because they're their authentic selves. So like, how do I show up as their mother, you know, conscious mother, if I'm not authentic, you know, and they call me out. <laughs> yeah, I bet. I bet. I'm, I'm curious, probably you can notice it with the five-year-old more than the other two children, but have you seen a difference in, in how the five-year-old shows up since you've shifted yourself? Oh, I love you. Ask that question. Yes. And, you know, she, I believe when I was kind of in the beginning of that journey as a toddler, she was a lot more, you know, just intense and a more mm-hmm. quick response. And now that she's five and the more work I do, the more I notice that she's also working through. She also does breath work with me and yeah. myself. I teach breath work to my children and we uh, do fun, you know, animal noises. I make it really simple for them. And mm-hmm. they love it. And my three-year-old too, she has, she's a very emotional being. Like I said, she was born in 2020. Can you blame her? She comes in with a lot <laughs> and yeah. she 
lot of emotions all the time. And I use the breath with her and different ways to, you know, just calm her and bring her back to a centered space. And yeah, I do notice with both of them, how much, you know, they do these exercises and and go through these shifts and then it shifts me. And even, you know, week by week, you know, something will happen and then I will do more work on the inner of Allie and the following week they've shifted. And I think that's such a great point too, Sam, is like the more we do this inner work, the more it ripples out into our families, our friends, our communities, into the world. It's a ripple effect. Right, right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because energetically we affect those closest to us the most. So the more we do our own work, the more we're supporting those closest to us to also do their own inner work. Um, I'm I'm curious, like, has anything like any challenge sort of come up recently that you realized the way you faced it was extremely different from the way you would have faced it in the past? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I am still styling, as I said, as an intuitive stylist, and I still Mm -hmm. still deal with a lot of the same toxicity of certain showrooms Mm -hmm. and different things, just the way they operate. And the old alley would be, you know, screaming at them on the phone and high strung and high pressure and yelling at everybody and trying to make things happen. And I've actually said to my clients, we are going to do this from a place of grace and ease. We will get it done, but we are not going to have your nervous system or my nervous system become unregulated. We're going to stay in calm and I'm going to handle this how I need to handle this. And I've actually said to some, you know, clients in showrooms, Hey, this is where my boundary is. This is how we need to handle this. And if we can't, then I can't work with you going forward. Now, I would have been so afraid to do something like that back then because it was like, oh, I should be so grateful that I get to work with you and I get to use your clothes or I have this relationship because of Hollywood X, Y, Z. And I now finally am like, no, that doesn't align with me anymore. And Mm -hmm. I'm happy to work with you, but we're going to do this in a place of energetic alignment or we're just not going to do it because it's not meant to be aligned, you know? And so I would say that would be one. Um, Also, like when they have their fashion emergencies where I used to jump up like you said you know you don't have to be on your phone 24 7 you can wait no matter what was going on I would jump up and grab my phone now I don't even start the morning with my phone I meditate I breathe I pray I set my morning and be with my children and then I get on my phone and then I check what's going on and I give myself that good half hour to an hour sometimes longer depending on what I need that day to ground and get with me and get centered and that alley (laughs) did not exist years ago I mean my husband I had my computer in bed till two in the morning, Sam, when I was style, and he'd be like, Allie, go to bed. And I'd be like, I have one more email I have to do. They're in Europe and they need this right now. And he'd be like, Allie, you got to like chill. You got to go to bed. And I'm like, no, but they need this right now. When they wake up, they're going to expect to see the wardrobe is in their email, you know? And so the, where I was before the high stress, high strung to where I am now, this peaceful state, I'm so grateful. And I know I had to go through the journey. I wouldn't be here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I imagine it's so much more fulfilling that way as well. It is. Yeah. And it's like you said, it's more present. Like I can appreciate everything that happens with each client's wins, with each milestone for myself, with my career, with my family. Like it's just, it's so much more impactful and you feel it like you relish in the joy more. And even the hard parts, you know, that come up because it doesn't mean we bypass, right? Like we still are dealing with things in our lives but I can have a perspective shift now. I can have a perspective shift of like, what is this lesson showing me? Or what is this, you know, deep darkness showing me right now? How can I be the light in this situation? I mean, even with what's going on in the world right now, right? Like I've had to really hold the field and say to myself, like I am, I am love and I am light. And that is what I'm here for. And I need to continue to show up in that way and support and have compassion, but really help people elevate their consciousness and their perspective. So we can come together, you know, united and not divided. And that has been a lesson in itself for me and shown me how much my own work, you know, within that. Yeah. Beautiful. Beautiful. Which kind of brings me to my last question before we have to close out the show, which is what advice would you have for our audience who, are dealing with all this craziness in the world, what, what advice would, do you give your clients when, they, when they're having a hard time dealing with stuff? Yeah, honestly, the first thing I say is breathe. I had, I had that conversation with a client yesterday. I said to her, I said, before we get into anything going on in your wardrobe right now and the chaos that's playing out, I want you to step away from your phone, step away from me and everyone else going on. And I want you to breathe because I'm also her breathing coach besides her intuitive stylist. And I said, I want you to breathe. Go use my app because she has a subscription. And I said, go do one of the intentions that resonates with you and come talk to me in 20 minutes. 
when you're centered, when you're grounded, if that feels good to you, if not come talk to me when you're ready to, and then let's decide from that place of being in homeostasis, we can come home to ourselves through the breath, where you want to be and where we are going. So anyone who is listening or watching right now, take a few deep breaths, mm. center, ground, maybe get in the sunshine, get away from social media, get away from watching videos, the noise, everything going on right now, and just be with yourself and ask yourself also, how is this impacting me? If it's impacting you too heavily, give yourself permission to walk away. You can still hold space without being involved. Mm -hmm. Ask yourself what your next step is to be the light in this space, to be the grounding in this space and move from that place. Beautiful, beautiful. Thank you so much, Ali. I really appreciate it. If our audience wants to learn more about your work, where can they find more information about you? Yeah, thank you. This is a beautiful conversation. So you can find me on all social at Ali Levine Design, my app, Breathe and Be, just let her be on App Store and Google Play. I have my own podcast, Awakening with Ali, which I know Sam is going to be a guest on soon, which I'm very excited about. Yay. And which is all about uh, my journey as well as others who've gone through their awakening and alilevine.com is my website. But really, if you just search Ali Levine, you'll find me and all the things I'm up to. And whether you want to be a guest on my show, collaborate or want to breathe with me, I'm here to support you. Yeah, beautiful, beautiful. And I see my loyal listeners are re- very happy tonight. Tonight came on there. They're, they're giving you lots of hearts. So. Oh, thank you. So you resonate with them. So thank you, Allie. Thank you for taking the time to come on the show today. I appreciate the work that you do. I look forward to being on your show and, and seeing what magic we work together on that. Okay. Thank you so much, Sam. And thank you to your community. Uh, thank you. And, and of course, thank you, my loyal listeners, as always. Without you, there is no show. And just a reminder, if you missed any part of today's show, um, you can always catch the replay on um, talkradio.nyc. And of course, we're on all the major podcasting platforms, Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio, um, anywhere you do, you do podcasts, you can find us. Thank you all for tuning in. We will talk to you all next week. Take care, everyone. Bye-bye. Are you a high-achieving, growth-oriented leader? Are you interested in developing your authentic leadership while creating a healthy, inclusive workplace? Hi, I'm Dr. Mara Bronku, host of The Hard Skills on talkradio.nyc at 1 p.m. Eastern on Fridays, where we discuss how leaders develop the hard skills needed to make a greater impact. We interview experts, have live coaching, and tackle these challenges. Listen to The Hard Skills on Fridays at 1 p.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Are you a business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy, and I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant. And on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. post-COVID world, you may have many unanswered questions regarding your health. Are you looking to live a healthier lifestyle? Do you have a desire to learn more about mental health and enhance your quality of life? Or do you just want to participate in self-understanding and awareness? 
I'm Frank R. Harrison, host of Frank About Health, and each Thursday, I will tackle these questions and work to enlighten you. Tune in every Thursday at 5 p.m. on talkradio.nyc, and I will be Frank About Health to advocate for all of us. Are you passionate about the conversation around racism? Hi, I'm Reverend Dr. TLC, host of the Dismantle Racism Show, which airs every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Join me and my amazing guests as we discuss ways to uncover, dismantle, and eradicate racism. That's Thursdays at 11 o'clock a.m. on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. 